And today we are here with our wonderful guests and our friend, Emily Gearing. Emily is a life coach, a mental health educator, a podcaster, and the founder of Rest Easy Method. So welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so nice to be here with you both. Oh, it's so lovely that you're here as well. So it's been so excited to have this meeting today. And it's also World Mental Health Day, which is such good timing. And yeah. we didn't even plan it, did we? No, it just I know, it worked out so well. We suddenly, <laughs> we suddenly realized and thought, gosh, this is like so meant to be. So you started the Rest Easy Method in 2017, and before we get into what the Rest Easy Method is about, we wanted to take you back a little bit and find out a bit more about you and how, what inspired you, what to get to get going really, and set this up. So take us back, Emily, and we're really excited to hear your story. Thank you. Yeah. So it all started when I was around ten, and we'd moved house a lot, and I was on my fourth school by then. And I just started to feel a bit overwhelmed in social situations. I was quite shy anyway, obviously quietly spoken as well. Um, But I was starting to get really kind of worried and anxious when I was in bigger groups, really struggled to fit in. And, you know, mental health wasn't talked about then at all, so I didn't know what it was. I just thought I was painfully shy. And then when I went up to high school, I started with body dysmorphic disorder. So I started to get really self-conscious about what I looked like. Um, I used to have rituals around getting dressed. Um, I was really, really obsessed with getting rosy cheeks. So, you know, like at high school, if anyone says, oh, look, you're going bad or whatever, it would just be like the worst thing ever. And I just want to like leave the room. And um, so then I used to do green corrective makeup. So you get this foundation that can correct red rosy cheeks. Um, but I used to just put on loads and loads of makeup. Um, like I say, it was quite ritualistic. And it was really becoming, you know, just exhausting living like that throughout my teens. You know, I had a brilliant friendship group and, you know, on the outside it looked like I was really happy, but inside I was really struggling. Um, So I then um, ended up in a couple of relationships that weren't that great. Uh, My boyfriends at the time were quite controlling and again, that all fed into me being a bit paranoid and things. And... um, just kind of struggled through life really um got a new job basically and through that I met my husband we were set up on a blind date and that was amazing and uh, I ended up getting married when I was 25 which was absolutely gorgeous and amazing and Mm. I felt so happy and he really gets me and it was great but the thought of actually getting through the day I was so worried about being centre of attention and really so um, anyway, I did manage to get through the day. We went on honeymoon and we went for, for this amazing meal. It was like absolutely top notch. And I just sat and burst out crying. And I was like, oh, I can't believe it. I don't feel any different. I thought if I could get through my wedding day, you know, go yeah. with all that attention, I'd be healed. And I didn't feel any different. So I came back and uh, went to the doctors and was prescribed antidepressants. Yeah. And that's when they said it was social anxiety. But at the time, body dysmorphic disorder wasn't really talked about. It was yeah. still, you know, nearly 20 years ago now. So um, so I knew social anxiety was an issue, but I felt there was more to it. 
So then I went on a mission basically to just find out what it was mm. uh, particularly. And I read this book um, and it was about body dysmorphic disorder. And I was like, this is it. I get it. This is what I've been struggling with. And it just made everything make sense. Yeah. And then I just started on this journey of self-discovery and started to just look at... I just got hungry for more information. So I just read more and studied more. And basically, I ended up having some life coaching myself. And through the life coaching, I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. This is what I want to do. And um, yeah, in 2017, I was doing life coaching and mindfulness for children and uh, working in schools and I just loved that and I thought there's a real need to prevent mental illness that's really where yeah. I'm coming from that preventative thing I just didn't want anyone to go through what I'd been through and and that's when I put the method together so yeah it's really close to my heart definitely yeah yeah so it was a natural flow really from your own experience of struggling with your own anxiety and body dysmorphia and just not feeling comfortable with yourself and then from those dark days you then went into finding a solution to that really getting to know yourself so through the um the life coaching the help that you had and reading the books was it at that was it at that point that you really started to feel a lot more comfortable with yourself that you started to feel that you started to get to know yourself really and that's at the point when you started to think this is what I want to do because you'd seen how it had affected you and then how you could then help other people yeah definitely and I think now looking back on everything it was the fact that I didn't know myself I didn't know where I fitted in I didn't know where I belonged um with Rest Easy, the acronym, the, the last part is support yourself. And within that, we really get the children to try and understand themselves. We look at personality traits, we look at hobbies and interests and like natural abilities and things like that. Um, because once they really know themselves, then they can feel empowered and choose the right friendship groups and hopefully the right career and things like that. But I think I just basically felt lost. I felt lost in my body, I felt lost in the world. I just didn't know where I belonged. And with Rest Easy, we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of need. I don't know if you've ever come across that. Yeah, no, I haven't. It's amazing. So it's like your baseline needs are your physiological needs. So that's food, water, shelter, warmth. Yeah. And then you move up to feeling safe. Mm-hmm. So freedom from fear and safety are absolutely fundamental. And then you get your sense of belonging. And that's a really big part of identity and who you are. And then you move up to self-esteem mm-hmm. and then life purpose, so mm-hmm. living life in, you know, fulfillment. But where I was coming from was not feeling safe. So, you know, I didn't feel like I belonged. So then that hit not feeling safe. And with schools, we've got that opportunity to help children to feel safe, help feel like they belong. Yeah. And then that's going to impact their self-esteem and then their fulfillment. So again, you know, just this knowledge and this awareness Mm -hmm. just helped me to just realise that I wanted to put something together that was really succinct, really fun as well, memorable, and just to be in a position to be able to deliver that. It's just been like a life, you know, dream come true. Yeah. Yeah, life goal. 
So how does how does it work? So at what age are the children? How does the whole Rest Easy method? And I know you've got an acronym for it as well. Yeah, so yeah. do you want to go into a little bit so the the listeners can understand what firstly what Rest Easy means and then who how you're delivering that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, recognise emotions, stop, think, that's the rest part, and then engage awareness and support yourself is the easy part. And we deliver it in schools from um, year one upwards, and it's a whole school approach. So basically we go in, there's um, eight coaches, and we go in and we train the staff in the method, and then they deliver it to the children through a PSHE lesson. So the children know how to do the method, yeah. and um, then at lunch times and unsupervised times, so around break time, they can go to rest easy zones in school, and there's some resources that they can use to go through the method. So the resources are like emotion fans. So we have little faces on with little emotions, and the children can select what they're feeling. And then we have emotion cards that have the emotion on, and then on the back it gives them some prompts to think about why am I feeling this way, what's happened, what can I do to support myself, or who can I speak to. So that's another big part of it, is that the main plan is for them to support themselves, but if they need extra support, they've got a team of people in a safe space that they can go to. So we do it in school, like I say, from um, reception age. Um, We just start talking about it, but year one, they actually start having the lesson. And then it goes all the way through up to um, age 25. So um, I've worked privately with, um, you know, kind of teens and up to 25-year-olds using the method. Um, We also run parent workshops. So we train parents to use it with their children. Um, We do one-to-one sessions, like I said. So... Um, We also work with businesses, so in businesses we've gone in and run workshops on the method and a lot of the people that we work with um, in the workplace are parents and they're struggling with their children at home and then it's impacting them at work Mm. and what we were finding is that some parents were having to have time off to support their children with mental illness. So they were looking for tools to to do that, really. Yeah, it's so good that now it's so much more thought about because, like you say, it wasn't back then. And do you think now, as you're going into schools, you think you've noticed that difference? You know, people accepting it better now? Yeah, definitely. It was interesting because when we started, um, it was 2017, so I was just initially asked in to go and do the mindfulness and then I added the life coaching onto it. And it coincided with the mental health debate at the House of Commons, which I attended. Oh, yeah. And they were asking for smart and innovative approaches for schools. So that's when I was like, right, this can go forward, you know, in a bigger way. And we worked with one school in particular to roll out a pilot. So I wanted to get it absolutely top-notch before we rolled it out to other schools. Yeah. So that was brilliant. Um, But even then, you know, there was still kind of like some questioning around mindfulness because it is a mindful approach and mindfulness runs throughout the method. Um, But some people were still like, does mindfulness work? Yeah. Is it even a thing? Um, So I feel just in this time, you know, it's really, really the conversation around mental health really changed yeah 
and it's just yeah I feel schools are so much more receptive to it definitely yeah and especially in times like now like Covid and everything people are noticing I think a lot more that their mental health is such a big thing I think especially in times like now people are sat a lot like sat at home and they're not knowing how to control their emotions or not know, knowing how to, what affects them and for people especially parents how do they identify that their child is not doing well or not okay like what sort of key things would you look out for yeah so often it can come out in anger which yeah. you wouldn't expect but if the child can't process their emotions they can end up being quite angry so it could be explosive anger um, generally we say there's racing thoughts so mm -hmm. if they can't concentrate if they're kind of flitting from one thing to another not being able to concentrate is a really big part of it and then obviously if they're a bit withdrawn if there's a change in personality if they're not wanting to be with their friends as much I mean with Covid it's probably harder to detect if they're not having that time with their friends as much but you can still notice a change in behaviour or a change in personality and also just um, the family conversations, so what are they talking about, what are they watching on social media, that's a really big thing, who are yeah. they following. Mm. Um, so yeah, you just start to notice, and this is the thing, like I said, um, how I was literally struggling day in, day out. But I would have these rituals mm. and I'd be like, if I wear um, like my tie a different way or if I wear a different shirt, I'm going to have a bad day. And so that's something you can look at, like, you know, are they being a bit obsessive with rituals? Um, yeah. So, yeah, just noticing different things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it, people don't realise emotions, once they take off... And they, they, it's like a train ride, a train going, isn't it? It gets its momentum. Mm -hmm. And if you don't... I, we, I was never taught this um, when I was younger, that to respect the fact that once your emotions take off and they really get going, that sometimes all that you can do is wait till you've been to sleep again to have a reset. Yeah. So to learn these skills at such a young age as well, to actually recognise your emotion to start with. I mean, most of the time, even now, as an adult, I've, I don't actually realise that something's happening and I might suddenly find myself wanting to I don't know eat or get cross mm -hmm. and I and then I'll think well there's nothing I, if someone said to me what's going on I probably wouldn't be able to say because I haven't even stopped to think yeah exactly yeah but then um sometimes recently I've thought about it and thought oh if someone asked me right now I'd probably have said nothing is going on but actually here I am having a binge or something mm -hmm. because I'm unsteady and then I think about it and think oh my god that happened and that happened and before I've known it it's all over it's just consumed me and now so I think to have learned to be learning this at such a young age I think it's only now with there's such pressure there's so many demands in the world with social media and all the COVID thing and the world has changed so much that there isn't there is more it's been more highlighted it's always been needed this kind yeah. of help and this like type of education but it's only now that it's come to such a it's like a, such a peak isn't it mm. that people are struggling and I heard the other day certain people had gone off to university and in such a short time some people have already committed suicide yeah, and amazing. there's yeah so I just think it's so amazing what you're doing and the fact that you saw that opening as well um, yeah it came out at such good times yeah so needed and I think you know I was um, named as a pioneer um, in 2018 
but it was because there was only one of eight of us and it was because we were really sort of like pushing the boundaries mm. a bit which it was scary you know I felt scared going out there doing this stuff talking you know I had to share my story for the first time and obviously I was shy it has social anxiety mm. it like contradicts yeah. everything doesn't it but <laughs> the mission I am just on such a mission and I know it's my purpose and, yeah. and this is what I really struggle with for teenagers at the moment like you say university students and you know what's their purpose what's their goal what's their hope for the future because it is scary times isn't it but we can all have that hope and I think you know hope keeps you going and I've had really dark times and at times I did feel hopeless but if you can find that ounce of hope that will just spark you and just keep you going yeah and I think a lot of people, we speak to a lot of people, don't we, Olivia, who are Olivia's age, they've probably just done their degree, and they are just so not in touch with themselves, because, nor was I, and mm. and even till recently, I didn't know myself, I feel I know myself more now, and I have started to even stop looking for perfection in myself, and started thinking, no, actually, I might not suit ev- what everybody wants me to be, but actually, I'm pretty amazing as <laughs> I am, and why yeah. am I always hating on myself for not being all these things that I have only it's me that said I want to please everybody and I feel that a lot of especially young people that I spoke to but I do think it's people my age as well and lots of ages that really struggle to know what they want to do or what their purpose is and you think if they'd have had this from an early age where they'd been encouraged to feel their emotions and start getting to know themselves then they would probably have a better chance of finding what their purpose is because when you say to somebody what's your passion or what do you really enjoy doing they don't seem to know that either no that's it and a big part of um, rest easy is developing empathy Mm. so with the think part we um say what are you feeling what's happened to make you feel this way if someone else is involved how do you think they feel and i think this will then hopefully stop the people pleasing because it's like okay well how does that other person feel and then people will be a bit more understanding of each other but I think sometimes how it's been in the past that if you get into this people pleasing and having to say things to fit in or be accepted that's definitely what I was doing you can't be yourself and you just tie yourself up in knots and then that affects your mental health because you're not being authentic yeah so having that empathy towards others and also within the support yourself bit as I said we talk about personality and we talk about the fact that some people are introverts and some people are extroverts so being an introvert means you want time on your own and you get overwhelmed being with others and that's me I'm yeah. an introvert and if I'd have known that as a child it's like oh it's okay it's not weird to be shy or quiet you know that's just who I am whereas I think with extroverts we're living in quite an extroverted society which yeah. is you know brilliant but it's hard for introverted people to fit in mm-hmm. and then I think what's happened with Covid is that introverts have really thrived because they've had that time on their own whereas extroverts have struggled a bit more because they're not with their peers and not with the social group as much so then you've got loneliness coming mm. in so again just having an awareness that there's different personality types I love personality I think you're the 17 day. you told me once isn't there yeah 17. 16 oh 16, 16 yeah <laughs> and if people want to know more um, I would recommend truity.com t-r-u-i-t-y.com it's a really good website and you can do loads of quizzes about who you are and you can find forums oh, of like good idea. people and, mm. uh, but for me honestly that was like the light bulb moment when I understood myself 
and realised that there was other people like me and especially on social media if you put in like introverts life or extroverts life or whatever you can find loads of people that resonate with you and I think finding your tribe is a yeah. really big part of it isn't it that sense Definitely. of belonging. With Chapters Podcast what we're trying to do is help people part of what we're trying to do is help people realise that every single one of us is a diamond and we all have our unique talents and it's about finding who you really are and letting that shine and I think with the old school system and I think that it it seems to be slowly changing but even with my own children and my youngest is uh, just turned 17 they're all I've got four children and they're all very different and the traditional school system is very much just about academics and even in the schoolyard when you're dropping off it's all about how did did they do the maths test and the kids feel very valued just on how they're getting on at school or whether they're reading a certain book and it's all very competitive by the children sometimes by the children and some of the parents definitely not all I'm not saying everyone's like this but I felt with my own children that even with family they would say oh how are you doing at school and are you doing well and some of those children are never going to fit into that academic system and my own children there's a couple of them who are have a very creative and they are amazing and they have they are such true diamonds and thankfully I've been able to help them see that but I can see that they've been through quite a lot of stress mm. because they didn't feel they fitted in and they felt that when it was you know you'd go to parents evening and the teachers seemed quite cross that mm. this child doesn't listen this one looks at one of my children would look out the window and go off floating around because his brain is extremely creative and he can't stay in the moment at all mm. and I didn't realize how stressed he was feeling like he didn't fit in and he wasn't really liked by the teachers very much and we go to parents evening and evening and the I remember this one science teacher was really cross with him and saying he just doesn't listen he just doesn't want to listen and really he just didn't it just wasn't fitting with him it was probably like you know if she's academic person asking her to go and do something extremely creative like you know write a song she just wouldn't be able to do it and I just think there's just not enough understanding about how different and diverse we all are yeah definitely and I think there's a woman in America called Susan Cain and she's leading something called the quiet revolution and it's about um making schools more um towards introverts because I think sometimes creative people can be a bit more introverted and Mm. have that deep thinking I mean not everybody obviously and there's ambivert which is a bit of in between but she's really trying to change the school system and it's so ironic what's happened because she said that the way everything was before was like group settings group tables um, you would always be encouraged to put your hand up and you'd be um, judged on that by the teacher or even like you know at my parents evening it'd be like oh she doesn't put her hand up enough and that means that you're not paying attention but mm. that's how they're registering everything and um, you know these deep thinkers and people are being overlooked and she was saying well let's do the, t- uh, the table so that they're individual next to each other and that's actually what's happened with Covid now people are having to sit on their own focusing the front, they're not in that group dynamic, they're not having to be in these big social um, groups as much. So I think for those people that have found their tribe and they understand who they are, you know, they're going to thrive. But the ones who are still trying to find their way are really going to struggle. And it's about that understanding and again, that empathy. The teachers need the empathy as well. And when we're teaching this stuff about personalities, a lot of teachers don't know about it. 
and they think they can immediately say, oh yeah, I know the children that are introverts now, that makes sense. And mm. So it's about that acceptance, isn't it? You know, that's a massive um, principle in mindfulness I love about coming to that point of acceptance. And when we, once we can accept who we are, then we can love ourselves mm. and then hopefully love others as well and allow that love yeah. um, back again. But it's when we don't accept ourselves, we just get so caught up in this self-doubt and who yeah. are we and what do we stand for? And like you say, you know, if you feel you don't fit into the school system and that's all there is, then, you know, it's really hard to deal with that on a mental health level, isn't it? Yeah. When you say about ambivert, what sort of qualities is that? Because I've not heard that before. Right, yeah, so it's like an introvert that can be more extroverted in certain situations. So I'm definitely an introvert, but in a crowd where I feel like really like I belong, I can be a bit more extroverted. Mm. And then, um, yeah, or extroverts that like time on their own as well. So it's a bit of both, really. Yeah, I don't don't know which one I fit into. I'm a bit of both, like you say, like in spaces that I feel comfortable, I'll be a bit more louder but in new spaces I'm very shy so yeah I don't know it's hard to what would you say you are I was just thinking that I think I am a bit introvert at times I come up I think I hide myself away a bit we've talked about this sometimes haven't we because I'm nervous because I think I've struggled with some parts of my character that I think I'm not enough of this and I'm not enough of that I went to a friend's house recently and she's very organized and a very different thinker to me and everything was organized and she's just very good at that and I'm more because I'm more creative I'm more all over the place I'm like pinging around (laughs) and I got home and I started looking at things that she wouldn't have in her house and I started beating myself up and started to think I really like this person but I don't want her around me because it was it was making not making me feel because I know nothing makes you feel anything but I realized I started to beat myself up and it was really interesting Mm. that I recognized that and I'd never recognized that before and I started to think in some ways I am introverted I think I because I want to hide away and I think I'm not good enough and I've had situations where I've been in big groups where I've felt like I'm not good enough to speak yeah Yeah. who are you you know this has been the podcast has been really good for me because it's pushed me out there Mm. but you're hiding behind a computer yeah and Mm. and so it's not you're not having a whole audience looking at you and questioning you on the spot Mm, and it's helped me to say well actually this is my passion and I really love it and it feels exciting to me so why not just be brave and put yourself out there because really you just want to help people and you're excited so that's interesting that it's brought that out in me so doing what I love has helped me to be more um, in, less introverted and a bit more, you know, yeah, exactly. willing to be out there. So, so you found yourself, haven't you? Yeah. Your potential. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And I think it's really interesting because I really love journaling, and I know you were speaking to Ali, she's like the journal queen, she's amazing. Um, but really, one thing that I journaled out recently is about when we come up against people that make us feel a bit funny, like you say, no one can make you feel something you've got to yeah. yourself, haven't you? But it's about the fact they've just got different values yeah. and that's absolutely fine. And do you want that value system? And if you don't, it's absolutely fine. You don't have to necessarily fall out with them or anything. It's just accept that they've got a different value system. And I think once you recognise that, it just means that you can accept people for being who they are and not feeling like you know, you're comparing yourself and stuff. I think what it does is it sets off a ju- I don't. I'm so frightened to be judged. Yeah. Because I feel 
feel like they're going to criticise me mm. when actually they're probably not noticing that. And then what I do is I just go up to ground yeah. and keep myself <laughs> yeah. safe. Yeah. And then when I see them again, Olivia always laughs because I'll see them and I haven't seen them for a while. And I go, oh, I just really enjoyed it. And I just loved <laughs> seeing them. And she's like, Mom, why do you always do I that? I made a bet with Dan. I said, my brother, I said, as soon as she'll come in, she'll say, I, I loved seeing them. And she does it every time. She'll be like, oh, I'm so yeah. scared. And then it's now, I think it's really helping me talking about all this yeah. thing to yeah. realise exactly. that. And I, then I want that for everyone else. And I'm thinking, God, if I can learn to be accepting of myself and learn that... I don't need to worry whether they... I mean, everybody does judge each other, don't mm, they? Because yeah. that's how we work she out did. what we like and what we don't like. So judgment is going to happen. The thing is we have to be comfortable in our own skin that it, we can accept that we're going to be judged. And it's OK because we all don't want the same things and yeah. we can still enjoy the person that may be judging us for who they are and vice versa. We can just say, well, I wouldn't want to do that, but that doesn't mean to say I don't love them for all their other qualities and I actually like want to embrace the diversity yeah definitely. so a majority of the time we don't even know what they're saying anyway so no. it's crazy that we value ourselves based on an opinion we don't actually know we're, it's just a guess really yeah. we but, just get paranoid yeah we hold it so close to us but i know i struggle with that a lot it's something that i have to always remind myself yeah we don't know what they're thinking <laughs> we decided we think they know yeah what, you know, what sometimes happens is people that are quite organized and stuff would go god i wish i could just be more chilled Everyone looks at others and feels that they've got something that they haven't, but it's just because people are different. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's coming to that point of acceptance of self-love. Yeah. Do you know what I always found as well? That some people, when they get drunk or, you know, have too much Mm -hmm. to drink, they they either get angry, some people, or I don't know whether there is is a complete one or the other, but I know I always go, like, I love the world. (laughs) And I think what it is is because I let down the caring of all these other things and then I end up being really soppy with people because really that's who I want to be but the rest of the time I'm putting up a guard so when I'm drunk I'm a little bit annoying she's (laughs) just so loving yeah I tell everyone I love them when I'm drinking. <laughs> I know it's the best way to be. I'd rather she was like that than yeah. angry or something. Oh, I just wish, yeah, I just want to yeah. relax, just relax and enjoy life. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? And it's just, I think that's where mindfulness comes in. You can let go of judgment. That's one of the principles. Mm. And but often it's that self judgment, and you know it's okay just to think those things. But with rest easy, we talk about emotions as waves. So feeling the emotion come up and then letting it pass. But yeah. also with thoughts, just see them as clouds. So mm-hmm. it might you might have thought it, but it doesn't mean it's fact. Yeah. So you can let it go. So we encourage the kids to put their thoughts on a cloud and let it watch uh, drift by, or stick it on a bus and wave it off. Or, but try and separate yourself from the thought mm. because thoughts aren't always reality. Yeah. And a bad thought doesn't make you a bad person. It's so good that learning it so young. Mm. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine them in that school, but I can imagine that's so valuable for them because. Yeah. Even now, stuff like that, you learn in meditation if you practice meditation, mm-hmm. then stuff like that you learn, well, I mean, I'm only 21, but, like, still adults don't know that. So for children to learn how to manage that and cope with that will just life be life-changing for everything and yeah. prevent so much. So it's really valuable. Yeah, I hope so. I'm just, yeah. I am on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> and it's brilliant. I've got such a good team around me, like, with the coaches. They're just brilliant. And... You know, they come from such diverse backgrounds. Like, I've got someone who was in the police, um, a teacher, a school nurse, somebody who did occupational therapy, uh, a charity director, and a scout leader. And most of them are parents as well. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, the, I was so lucky to have it. The lady who helped me set it up in our pilot school, she was the practitioner. She then left the school and became a coach, so that was just brilliant. So, like, you know, they've been on this journey with me and we've got the same goal. Mm. So I think it is, it's that, you know, having your tribe, those people that get you as well, yeah. having that around you does really make a difference. So yeah, yeah. How do people find you? That if, they want, if they're listening to this now and they want to, say, work with you, they're thinking, gosh, I'd love to do that and it's something I would like to get involved in. How have the ones found you so far, the people? I know people listening to this know where to find you, but I suppose what my real question was, how did they, did they just find you through the schools you were working with? Well, it was interesting. So um, one of them, she actually came to me for live purpose coaching sessions. And as we were talking about purpose, she said, oh, I'd really like to work with children in mental health. And I was like, well, actually, um, I'm looking for coaches. So that happened. One was a parent on the workshop and she loved the method. It helped her child so much. She then wanted to be a coach. One um, is Ange, who um, I met through podcasting on the radio. And then... um, yeah, uh, one's a teacher, so that was through delivering it in the school, and then he wanted to be a coach. So, um, and then, yeah, another one. A couple of them have been my friends as well. Um, it's kind of like through other friends. So um, that's been really nice. Like, they've heard about what I was doing and then just kind of been interested. But most of them um, have had either a workshop or been to sessions. So, um, but yeah, the big thing that I'm promoting at the moment is a course um, for stress-free school mornings. And um, it's basically what I've realised through everything that we've delivered, so in schools, in businesses, with parents, is that they're starting off the day really Mm. stressed out and then they might have shouted at the kids and then they feel guilty for the rest of the day or they might have rushed to work and got stuck in traffic and then they turn up at work in a bad mood or the kids have gone to school really anxious. So I think getting those mornings right is brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Because also it can have a knock-on effect. You know, in the evening, you then start worrying about the next morning Mm. and then, you know, you can just feel it building up to be this big battle. So I'm running this course, um, so it's a free course and you can join the group, it's um, stress-free school mornings uh, group, so it's on my uh, Facebook, Instagram, but also we've got a Rest Easy Instagram, which is Rest Easy Training, mm. we've got Rest Easy Method Facebook group, so everything on there is shared, also we've got um, the website, so we've got resteasytraining.com website and resteasymethod.com website so the resteasymethod.com is more for the children and the families themselves so they can go on and become members and then for £10 a month they get a bundle of resources they get tutorial videos, podcasts, meditations Mm. so just a massive support system every month and then uh, Rest Easy Training is where we kind of promote the work in uh, schools and businesses. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then parents can come to parent workshops. So my coaches host parent workshops. We're doing those by Zoom at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got a couple of those coming up next week. Um, and again, that's all on the Facebook page. So, um, yeah, we're kind of out there. I'm just getting into TikTok. That's oh, new thing. yeah. I don't know how to use that for business yet, but I love it. It's fun. It yes. is fun, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. I've been doing this challenge about being more visible online, and obviously that's been one of my hurdles because I was anxious about being seen. And um, 
it's about being you and how yeah. you show your personality and like I am very serious I am calm you know I love I take my work very seriously but there's a really cheeky like you know side of me that likes to dance and <laughs> yeah. you know I love having a good boogie in the kitchen and that's my kind of go-to thing I really like dance music and um so yeah I think that I want to show that side of me yeah. a bit more because I've been I felt like I've had to fit into this kind of world of like academia and education and everything which you know I absolutely love and there's a really big place for it but there's also I think we need to have more fun in life Definitely. to show that fun side of us yeah and like you're saying with the podcasting you know you can have a voice and you can talk and yeah you know, say what you want to say and yeah so, yeah so for people listening to this that are sort of thinking about either changing their career or young people looking at doing something and listening to you, they might have anxiety and think, gosh, I couldn't do that. Is there a piece of um, advice that you would say that uh, like you've had to overcome and how you did to get yourself out there and be brave enough to say, you know, did yeah. you? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I shared a post this morning for World Mental Health Day and it's beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself and I think it's just like absolutely own your stuff be you yeah. be so you that you know you don't have to apologize for it and I think this is a thing that when we start to show ourselves we feel like we have to, oh sorry I did that or sorry yeah. I don't agree with that or, but be unapologetically you mm. and so if you don't know who you are then you know I would speak to someone about that get help with that I can definitely help with that um but really understanding yourself is just the absolute key and then once you know yourself just honor that and that's where like I say the beauty comes it's Coco Chanel quote um life becomes beautiful and your energy becomes beautiful and you know it's just amazing to see people go from surviving to thriving yeah when yeah. they just become themselves and life is so exciting when you mm. do do that like when i've been doing the things i love like i just started a new job and everything and doing that i just absolutely love it and it's just changed my whole outlook on life i think when you actually do do the stuff it just like your whole vision of life just completely expands and i think it's so important that people don't realize that it's actually possible like you don't have obviously it's there's a journey towards it and there's lots of blockages you have to go through but it is possible for anyone to do so i definitely encourage people to go and check out that stuff and learn about themselves because like yeah. you say it's so valuable definitely yeah and like you say you're not necessarily going to get it in school so no you have to go and find it elsewhere but no, yeah yeah no it's exciting it is exciting what would you say with all the a lot of people like your age now as well and others again are, are people getting into manifesting and law of attraction and the one thing we found with that 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 can set up a whole chain of events as well of starting to feel like because people say you create your own reality it can be quite hard for people and with you running purposeful moments and um, the rest easy method I and I know that you've um, done a bit of um, training on law of attraction in the past I just wondered what your how you would help people um, who are probably beating themselves up a little bit about that um. yeah it can be really hard and I remember that so I got into this 10 years ago 2010 and I learned about the law of attraction and read the secret and everything and it was like wow wow this is it this mm -hmm. is amazing 
But then I just felt really overwhelmed because I was like, does that mean I've attracted all the negative stuff in my mm. life and all this? Yeah. But what I realised is that it's all part of the journey. And if I had not had that struggle, there's no way I would be where I am now. I wouldn't know this stuff. So it's just to see that every part is valuable. And I think I, <laughs> this happened to me throughout the years of self-discovery, but I get these eureka moments. I'm like, this is it. This is the answer. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you live your life like that. And then boom, something happens. You're like, oh, this isn't it. There's something else now. And, yeah. um, but just yeah. to see it as that journey and enjoy those eureka moments and go, oh, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. But we're all on this, like, path of self-discovery and I think just keeping Maslow's in mind of that, you know, self-fulfillment and purpose. And really, for me, it was like, once I understood my purpose was to prevent mental illness, I'm just on a mission day in, day out, and I get hungry for more information. And so my energy and my law of attraction, I suppose, is just that need to help to prevent it so that's what I'm getting back so it's yeah so have loads of different opportunities to do that and it's amazing but I think the biggest difference and I know we talked about this before is Cartman drama triangle and that's another thing that I talk about with the coaches but it's when people feel victimized so if you're in that bad place of like well this has all happened and I've attracted it and I'm a victim and you can just get in this real downward spiral. Mm. But the the thing to look at from a coaching perspective is the winner's triangle and the victim shifts from feeling victimized to feeling vulnerable. Yeah. So again, it's that like, okay, this has happened. What can I do about it? It's an opportunity to change. Like yeah. I don't have to be stuck. There's the universe is saying to me, there's something I need to work on. So see it in an opportunity way and I think that is the biggest thing and that's the thing I've learned through being a coach if people are stuck in that victim mode unfortunately you're not going to be able to help them they need a big shift or a big kind of wake up moment yeah for them to then go okay this has happened but I can do something about it yeah yeah definitely um one of our future guests that we will be interviewing is Mimi Novik who I know you have spoke to and um one of her quotes that we absolutely love is when you think it's the end of the road is when you learn to fly and it's like just what you said then that sometimes these difficult times come along and and you think oh I've attracted this and it and it's like you said you you need that time although you might think oh god how can I possibly need this time it for the all these things to have gone wrong but it's that that pushes you into seeing things different you may be pushed in to it's the, the diversity that you need to make you see your key talents and things and and it, it, I found that that it's when I've been pushed like that and I felt like oh this is the end of the road I just don't know where to turn next and then all of a sudden something amazing happens synchronicity falls into yeah. place and you meet that person that helps you and yeah so it isn't that you're doing anything wrong it's just trying to keep working with what you've got isn't it and starting to get to know yourself and really that's how you that could be the very gift although it doesn't feel like a gift Mm. that's helping you to get to really know your strengths and who you really are it's probably only through going through the really difficult times in my life that have made me go I'm actually quite good at such and such yeah so one little ditty I think I say it's lessons and blessings so Mm. life is about lessons and blessings and that 
in my experience you get the lesson tied up in different ways generally about three times mm -hmm. and if you've not paid attention the first time it'll come back another time yeah. in a different way and you go oh my god here I am again and by the third time if you don't pay attention it's huge yeah um, and it makes you change but once you change then you get the blessing it's like there's the blessing of the lesson that yeah. I was supposed to have and you know it's really exciting it is and I think any time that some difficult stuff's coming up or there's some like negative energy I just rest rest easy just stop think what is going on and then I just journal it out yeah. like what am I supposed to learn here and then once I've learned it I've got the blessing and off I go again yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah yeah are there things that you do every day that control that sort of well not control but you know manage your mental health or you know like do you meditate or what sort of things do you yeah, do yeah I love meditation daily I love flow dreaming which is um summer McStravick um she's American but it's kind of like it's not as deep as meditation and she calls it kind of daydreaming a bit yeah but it's really nice um it just gets me in the zone this kind of background music you know there's loads of different things out there for people to do I do journal if I ever feel stuck I yeah. just journal um, um, but I rest a lot. I just, if stuff's going on, I'll just go back. Just rest easy. It's okay. This will pass. And I just stop. And then I'd literally just do the method. Yeah. Just think what is going on. And then, so, and then the whole thing with the easy part, having that support yourself uh, mechanism is that you have your toolbox of things to go to. So I love having a bath. I love being on my own. I like mm. a bit of red wine. Like <laughs> um, you know, dancing around the kitchen. And I just, and I really like meditating and journaling. So if there's something going on, I'm like, right, which bit of the support yourself toolbox do I need today? Yeah. So that's what we create for the kids. That's what they create for themselves. That's what the parents create at home. So they'll literally have a box that they can go to just go through maybe some mindful colouring or yeah. some positive quotes or what, you know, the emotion cards and stuff. Yeah. So it's just, it's, the first point is that recognising something's not right in me, but I can do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, having that toolbox to go to. Yeah, that's such a good idea, yeah. So where are you, what plans have you got for the future? So you've set Rest Easy Method up, you've got Purposeful Moments. So just actually, I was going to mention, you know, the mornings that you're doing for the parents, that starts next week. Oh, yeah. That's the 19th to the 24th, yeah. So that is going to be on the group, but it's going to be, I'm going to leave it on there, I think, so people can access at any point. So, yes, it will be live that week, mm -hmm. um, and I will be doing live Q&As. But which I've never done before. So <laughs> what Facebook. time of day is that? It's half ten. I'm going to do the um, tutorial videos, but they'll be recorded. Right. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to go on and do a Facebook Live. So that's that week. And I know then, I certainly would have used that because I'm sure Olivia yeah. will remember I was very stressed out with the four of them because yes. I wasn't the sort of person that would get ready the night before that easily because I was doing my creative pinging around like with everything <laughs> else. And then I'd find that I'd end up in this next morning thing where it was all a bit like oh my god it's so stressful and yeah I certainly would have definitely found that helpful yeah and like they say like your mornings create your days mm. your days create like, it just goes on to every it just mm. yeah expands onto your whole life really so it's really important to take well I remember having times of dropping some of you off and driving home feeling really a bit sad yeah, because exactly. it had been stressful and yeah. I'd shouted yeah. and I'd got angry and then I blame myself on the way home because maybe I was saying you know you should have 
got your stuff ready or you should have done this and you know and then it just ends up in this like you've got guilt and then you feel sad and then you think well then they're only little for so long and I'm not making the most of it because I've got all these other pressures going on and to have had something at all a place to go where I could share that and I suppose the people don't have to even really say who they are it's anonymous no, really exactly. isn't it yeah, so yeah. you don't even you're not feeling like you're naming and shaming yourself you can no, be anonymous totally. as well yeah and also if somebody was really struggling say that it's gone a bit too far say that they've had their bre- their buttons pressed in so many different ways that now they're at a place where they're not just say shouting and feeling guilty it's it's getting out of control because they've also got so many other things happening then if they needed to talk to someone one-to-one yeah yeah they can do is that, that through you would be yeah. able to cater for that because yeah, you've totally. got your yeah. life coaching skills yeah so they so, can either talk to me or the other coaches are qualified to do that as well right. so yeah so it's a one-stop service yeah yeah that's great but the future for the business um is growing a membership so mm-hmm. that's really really important to me i wanted to keep it um you know a reasonable price it's 10 pounds a month and then within that you can have five members of the family that have a login so could share it with aunties and uncles or grandparents um, so everyone's using the same language and that's one of the big things that the schools say that it's a new language around mental health so we use different phrases and stuff yeah. that the kids can remember um, but then also it's really exciting um, I had a lady from New Zealand contact me who um, works with a trust that works in schools, businesses and sports centres and they want to replicate what we've done in this country over there. So she's oh, wow. going to train to be a coach, there's potentially five coaches over there. They're looking for funding at the moment so that's going to be from January. But then they'll just literally do what we've done here. So, And then I want to grow it across the world but here as well with more coaches. So my plan is to just use this model and replicate it. Initially it was going to be for English speaking countries because it's an English acronym. But we're working with NHS Innovations Agency and they said we can translate it. So yeah, going global. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so valuable. It is a dream come true. And then also I've got um, a Four Factors Life Coaching Programme, which is just something that helps mums kind of do time management and stuff, which is just something that I use um, with my personal clients. But I'm going to tie it in with the um, stress stress-free mornings course so after the people have done the free course if they then wanted to sign up for some one-to-ones we can do this four factors life coaching so that brings in purpose as well so I think often some of the stress can be especially with mums that are working is that maybe they're rushing to a job that they don't actually really enjoy Mm. so if they actually stop to think am I happy in this role so if we can just look at that as well and just you know look at their purpose And then with four factors, it's about breaking it down into what have you got going on at home, in the wider family and uh, family and friends. And then what's going on for you? Like, are you doing anything about your own self-care? And then what's going on in work and stuff? But I think a lot of stress can come sometimes from external family as well and that we take on too much. And so just breaking it down and looking at what's going on again having that awareness and then you know different components what can we do about that so mm-hmm. yeah I like that course and then I might end up doing uh, four factors coaches and literally do the same model in that in the future but I don't know mm-hmm. I want to write a book as well and oh do all these things, so yeah 
Yeah, that's so interesting. It's been so exciting. And I feel so excited for you and the people that are going to be touched by what you're doing, affected in things. It's going to help so many people. Yeah, and I think our listeners today are going to be able to get so much from it as well. So where can people, what's your website address? Um, Yeah, so they can email me. It's emily at resteasytraining.com or the uh, the website for like parents and children and there's some free resources on there if anyone wants to download stuff but that's www.resteasymethod.com and then for businesses and schools it's www.resteasytraining.com great well we hope everyone has really enjoyed as much as we have talking to emily today and we just really want you to carry on going about your time and creating the most amazing chapters in your lives because we all know it is really possible yeah and we look forward to speaking to you next week thank you take care bye thank you bye